Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. So a quick note about today's episode with Elisa Pulliam. This is part two of a two-part conversation with her. And if you missed last week's episode, go and listen to it. It is fantastic. And in today's episode, we're jumping right into the middle of our conversation. And we've just been talking about how important it is for us to recognize our need, but then not to get stuck realizing that we need help, that we need someone to help us to move beyond our shortcomings and our failures. So let's dive into that conversation now. I'm preparing to um, give a message to uh, a a college age group in a few weeks from now, and I'm sharing with them about shining bright. And God has really been showing me uh, the essence of him shining through us is through our cracks. Mm. And as that vase that is broken, it's been broken by this world and it could be a little break. It could be a big break. All of our stories are, are very, very different and we shouldn't even compare. But the reality is when there's a crack in us and when Christ dwells in us, his light is shining through uniquely. Mm-hmm. And and I I really think that, so there's this both and of admitting our, our cracks, letting God do the restorative work in that to glue it back together believing that Christ is going to shine through that. We don't need to make ourselves perfect. We don't need to pretend like there aren't cracks there, mm. but but also not sitting in that place that I was 10 years ago of saying, this is the way I am. I can't do anything about it. I mean, that's like the vase that's been broken apart and just sits there on the floor. Yes. What good is it? It's not a vessel that can be used. It doesn't contain the light. It can't contain the overflow of the Holy Spirit. It can't be the living water to people. It can't. It can't do anything. But when when, you know, my husband challenged me, no, you can't stay like this. And I said, God, fix this. He glued it together. And and he does that, I really think, like I said earlier, through relationships with, you know, family members, with friends who, who love the Lord and who are speaking biblical truth over us. And then also through Christian counseling and through life coaching mm-hmm. in different capacities. There are different purposes for both. Um, and they're, they're, I consider them God's tools. Um, he does the healing work. He, he solves it. But these are the tools that he has given us as, as his children to use. So what are the differences between life coaching and counseling? And do you need to be messed up in order to need one of them, either of them? <laughs> because I know that, that's the perception that we have of those that, oh, if I get life coaching or if I get counseling, then obviously there's something wrong with me. And so let's just break that. Yeah, yeah, right. A little bit. All right. Let's just put it out there. We're all messed up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how badly you are. You can't compare your mess to somebody else's mess. We we are messed up because we are on this earth from parents 
who are on this earth. Right. <laughs> and, and as we notice our own mistakes and issues, our parents have had their own mistakes and issues. They've said things and done things that they shouldn't have said, just as we say and do things we shouldn't do. And so I think uh, all of us, to some degree, could use some help over something at some point. Um, and I, I, this is my, my feeling about um, coaching and counseling. It shouldn't be forever. Then, then you're moving into codependency. Mm. It should be for the resolution of a problem. And then you should try to get out there and do the work on your, you know, with God and put into place what he's revealed to you through that process. So the difference between coaching and counseling is this. They both fall on the same psychological continuum, which goes from like negative 10 to positive 10 with, with zero being the point of health, emotional mm-hmm. health, stability. Counseling tends to deal on the negative side of the continuum. Coaching tends to deal on the positive side of the continuum. So a counselor, a Christian counselor, has been trained to dig into the past to uncover root behaviors and thought patterns and to change the pattern of thinking and living by through that process of investigating. And so you need a trained professional to be able to help you do that. Uh, coaching is on the positive side. So you're assuming that you're starting with somebody who's already in a basically healthy place emotionally and physically, but there are some obstacles standing in their way, thought patterns, um, habits that need to change, accountability and encouragement that needs to happen, maybe a lack of vision. And so you're moving forward. And the way these these processes happen differently is that Christian counseling is like an archaeologist going in for the dig, where coaching, a Christian coaching is more like an architect. Mm. So when you come to me as a client, you know that you want to uh, life transition, say. Let's say that you are in a season in which you have to move from being um, a full-time stay-at-home mom to earning some extra income, and you're not really sure how to do that, and you want to move forward in that process. So so that's what we can focus on. Um, or you maybe you're coming to me, and your house is totally disorganized, and you want to get organized, but we've discovered that there are some expectations about your standard that are is not healthy. So we end up talking about what are the realistic expectations for organizing your house, your schedule, your time. And so we might touch on some counseling issues, Mm -hmm. let's say, because we have to figure out where that root thinking happened. And what I would do as a coach is if I feel like we're not making enough progress, if you're really, really stuck, I will refer you to a counselor and say, here, go, go deal with the root issue here. And when you have that resolved, come back to me. We'll pick up, and then we can start moving forward. Uh, you want a you want a healthy foundation to build what you're building on top of. Right, that makes so much sense. That's so mm-hmm. good. So, so let's say a mom is listening, and she's like, "Yes, I am ready to move forward. I am ready to do the next thing." Mm-hmm. How can she start? Let's say she doesn't have money necessarily for life coaching. What what can be her next step? She recognizes that she wants to learn and grow. She maybe has a few ideas of where she needs to grow. What does she do next? Well, honestly, I'd say go to uh, my website, elisapulliam.com, because I 
one of the things on my heart is to give away as many resources as possible. So there is a ton of material there for free for downloads. You can start with the time evaluation worksheet. You can use the life mapping worksheet, the Thrive inventory, the equipped resource. Um, that, that one is not free, but that is a good one to start with as well. And basically what these resources do, and it helps you evaluate your time your responsibilities, and what you f- you are sensing God is impressing on you for the next steps that you are to take. And so you begin to start to put some structure into your life. And I don't mean structure, meaning like 9 a.m. is this, 10 a.m. is this, 11 a.m. is this, or by months, you know, by three months, by six months, by nine months, meaning priority goals, priority mm-hmm. living. So so for me, for example, uh, you know, a priority goal for me is to be available for my children to talk in the evening when they want to talk. I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, both daughters, and then I have my eight-and-a-half-year-old twin boy and girl. And so they want the bedtime hour for book reading and cuddling and, you know, reflecting on the day. The older ones need to tell me what's going on. So I have a priority in my life that I need to be available to listen to them. That priority impacts how I structure the rest of my day to guard that block of time for them. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what I mean by you start to set some goals. And, and what happens is, so I'm listening to my girls and I find myself reacting instead of asking questions. And then that has become for me a red flag that I've got some hard work to do with God. Mm. And then the next morning or in the next couple weeks, I'll have a conversation with my husband about, you know, I had a really ugly reaction to Leah the other day when she told me about X, Y, and Z, and it wasn't fair to her, and I think there's something really bothering me, and I can't put my finger on it. Or I'll open my Bible, and I'll I'll have my quiet time, and then I'll sit long enough with my prayer journal open to talk with God about that, and sometimes there will be clarity, and sometimes there won't. And then, if there's still issues, that's when I will go to either a friend who's a coach Or I have another friend who's a counselor and I will share with her like that situation. This is what's going on. I can't figure out why I'm acting this way, but I know it's not okay. And you become your own heart investigator. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So then, then you get to that point and you, you investigate and you, you learn where can people start gathering resources to so so here's I ask these questions and I have ideas for answers in my head okay go ahead so I'll just share one with you that I like to do if you're on social media one thing that really helps me is if I'm wanting to learn in a particular area or get better at something um I my favorite social media platform is Instagram so I will just start following a lot of people who are great at whatever it is so I've been wanting to focus on eating healthy and fitness a little bit more. And so I just started following a lot of people in the eating healthy and fitness realm. And just seeing, being confronted with that day in and day out makes me, it sort of sets a new standard of normal. My friend Liz Griffin wrote a post on Inspired to Action a couple weeks ago about how we set what is normal for our children. Um, So, for example, my friend Stephanie Langford just traveled for a year around the world with her four children. So travel and passports and third world countries are normal for them. Um, And so by setting those things up for myself on social media or with books that I read or pictures I have up in my house or whatever it is, it kind of sets a new standard of normal for me. And so that that 
that's a next step that doesn't require actually any effort. Yeah, that's excellent. But it really helps me to keep Mm -hmm. moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. You could even, if you are on social media along that lines, even put a post on your Facebook page saying, I'm interested in growing in this way, or does anybody recommend, you know, resources on this particular topic? And it's sometimes that personal referral to something Mm-hmm. can be the greatest resource that you can get. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're on Pinterest, making a Pinterest boards for that sort of topic and and, and gathering a list of books to read and, and that sort of thing in, in that, you know, on whatever that area is mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say you're ready to move beyond just yourself, just your own self-motivation. You need a little bit of help. What are a few next steps that people could take before they invest in a life counselor or is that because I know that's a hard jump for some people to make so I want this to be practical for them so what are a few next steps they could take before they jump into a life counselor well I think if um if if finances is the issue like you know you want extra help and you want extra accountability but you don't have the resources to do that definitely I would say go to your local church and see what's available there's a church nearby my home that offers marriage counseling for free I mean, I think that's a great ministry outlet. So if your marriage is struggling, that would be great. There's a, you can get involved in maybe a local mom's group, a mops group, a mom's and prayer international. If your heart is really burdened for your kids and you need other moms to be praying with you for your children. So, so if there's an area of focus, look, I'd say in the local community, um, by extension of the local church to see who you can connect with on that level. And then if you, if you're ready to make the next step, don't let money be the dictating factor for why you don't get help. If you go to focusonthefamily.com, they have a um, link on their website uh, to locate counselors in your area. And this is the way you go about doing it. You find those numbers and you start calling those counselors and you say, here's my issue. Uh, Could you help me? This is all over a phone call. So you don't even have to pay a dollar. Um, and then you ask them, do you take insurance and do you work with a sliding scale? And basically, there are some some of your insurance companies will pay for uh, uh, your counseling care. And so it will only be your copay. Other insurance companies, and this was my situation, was that they paid up to a certain amount. So I would pay the counselor and then I would submit and be reimbursed up to a certain amount from the council, from the insurance company. So what I thought it was going to cost me was a whole lot less. Mm. And then you can also ask, there are, are Christian counselors that will take in consideration your needs and your financial situation, and they will slide their payment scale to accommodate you. Or they may be able to refer you to somebody who maybe is retired and is taking a certain number of counsel, uh, clients on a season. Mm-hmm. So you should never let money stand in the way of going for counseling. And with life coaching, there the payment, how much somebody charges for life coaching varies greatly. Look around at what other life coaches in your area or online um, charge. Now, I do a lot of my coaching on, online over Skype or over you know a conference number. So you're saving the cost of gas. You're not having to go meet at a coffee shop for it and pay for a cup of coffee. Like it can be very low expense. And 
And a, a lot of coaches will offer discounts, new client discounts, or they'll offer um, promos. Sometimes you can have a group coaching. So say you have three friends who all want to work on a particular area and they want the accountability of a coach for six sessions. Well, you guys can get together and approach that coach and say, will you coach all of us like a, a, for a special price since you're coaching three at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility in that. And I wouldn't let the finances be the dictating factor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just for everybody listening, I, I want to say you might be thinking, why are you talking about things that cost money, Kat? I don't have any money. Here's the thing. My whole purpose for writing this blog and for sharing this podcast is that I want you to be excellent. I am, I I just feel like I've seen so much lately, man, that God can do anything with our lives. He can do anything with our past, with our present, and with our future. He can change us and transform us. And I want you to be an active part in that. I want you to be ready at a moment's notice for whatever he has for you, whatever great things he has for you. I want you to be whole and healthy. I want you to be educated and prepared. And I want you to be excellent as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, as a believer, um, just as a friend and a person. And so I'm just really passionate about us pursuing excellence. There is not a single Olympian out there whoever said, I don't, I don't want to coach. It's too expensive. I can just figure this out on my own. No, no. They're looking for coaches. They want coaches. Actors and actresses are looking for agents and people to help them to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And really as moms, and there's not something just built in that feels normal for us to have somebody to help us. Maybe, maybe your mom or maybe a grandmother or an older woman in the church, but um, a lot of us just don't have that option. And mm-hmm. so I am just very serious and very um, inspired that we can do so much more than we think we can. And, and I think that sometimes we need to make a commitment um, either to other people um, or a financial commitment. Sometimes that's really what gets me going, that if I paid for this, then I better get the most I can out of it um, right. to get to the next level. I, I read this book recently called Unsinkable. And it's the story of a girl who, it's, who at 16 years old, uh, she ended up being capsized in the middle of the Indian Ocean. She was a- attempting to circumnavigate the globe by herself um, on a sailboat. Wow. And uh, her name is Abby Sunderland. And I was just really in awe of the fact that a 16-year-old could even consider attempting that. Because what that entails is that you are out on the ocean literally for months on end without seeing anybody, without hugging anybody, um, and you don't see land. I mean, you are just out by yourselves with 30-foot waves and, you know, crazy things happening. You're having to fix everything on your boat. You're having to navigate and do all of that stuff. And it just made me think, wow, we are capable of so much more than we think we are, Mm -hmm. really, just Mm -hmm. as human beings in general. And this 16-year-old, she ended up getting her mast knocked off, and she was stuck in the Indian Ocean in a place that was so remote that once she set off her locator beacons, it would take any ship from land weeks to get to where she was. Wow. That is how remote she was. And she was injured at the time out in the middle of the ocean. And I was just like, oh, I can totally handle school pickup today. (laughs) it is not that big of a deal (laughs) and so sometimes we just need that perspective of 
you know what? I can push myself farther. I can do more. Even when I run, I know that when I run with my kids, okay, that sounds funny. I run with my kids. I tend to run a little bit harder than I do when I run by myself um, just for those short periods of time because, you know, when you're with somebody, they push you a little bit harder and they push you a little bit farther. Right. And so it's the same with the life counseling or, or a coach. So my whole heart in sharing this podcast with you and sharing Lisa's wisdom with you is that you are capable of amazing things. And that's not an exaggeration. That is an actual fact. And then if you just embrace that and and run with it and then take God's hand and let him carry you, man, literally moms can change the world. They can mm-hmm. they, because they, they're impacting the children who mm-hmm. are going to be leaving our legacy, living out our legacy. So mm-hmm. what we do, we're giving to them mm-hmm. and they will give to them. And, and, you know, I think every one of us can look around at our own families first before looking at anybody else and see good things that have been passed down and not so good things that have been passed down. And we are left with the responsibility as moms of what are we stewarding in terms of our time, in our mental health, in our resources that we are giving to the next generation. And it's funny, I said, I walked into my kid's room the other night, the twins, and uh, Stephen said, turn around, leave. I was like, why? He goes, you do not want to be in here tonight. Because we had just picked up the night before and I have no idea what happened, but it was a mess. <laughs> and, and he knows that that's like a hot button for me. And he's like, just, just kiss them and go. And I, I'm like, no, I could do this. I'm not going to freak out. I can do this. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, including not blow up at my kids at eight o'clock at night because the room's messy. <laughs> and I, and I, I leaned over and they were both, uh, Luke and Caitlin, we were laying in bed together and they were listening to an odyssey on the I paused and paused it and I kissed both of them and I said, you have not been very good stewards of this room. And Katie popped up and she said, oh, we learned about stewardship in school today. I was like, really? What did you learn? And she said, we are responsible to take care of our time, our space, our gifts, and our talents for the glory of God. Hmm, that's good. I was like, yes. I'm like, and so how are you doing with your space? She said, (laughs) She said, not so good. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, oh, what a picture, right? Like we need God. We need to hear God saying to us, how are you stewarding your time, your space, your resources, and your talents? And I also think he'd say your soul, your mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you caring for what I have given you? Because that is going to have impact on the world around you. And people will either see me because you're stewarding it so well or they won't. And, you know, not that we have to do it perfectly. I don't want that to be misunderstood. I mean, don't, please don't go upstairs right now in my house. You will see, I'm not stewarding it perfectly. You know, don't ask me if I got to the gym yesterday. I didn't like, I'm not suggesting that as a life coach or just even as a guest on your podcast, Kat, that I have it figured out, Mm -hmm. but there's the goal, like Mm -hmm. an athlete, like you've been saying to run this race, to have a mindset of stewardship and to to pursue that excellence means being honest with where we're at and where we need help. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, we are, I could easily break this down into two podcasts. So okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. I have one more okay. word that I just want to challenge people with, I guess, to end it, to end it all. Um, and maybe I'll have you back on just to talk more because we didn't cover half of what, oh. <laughs> what I was thinking of talking about. I could just talk to you forever. I love what you have to share. But, um, you know, when you're talking, it made me think about when I went to Baylor. I, I, came, I grew up in a very 
poor part of Texas. And going to Baylor University was pretty much a, a dream for me. And I remember the first day of, I forget what they call it at the, right now. I can't remember. But the like the little freshman orientation thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're sitting in this auditorium and this one, this, some dean was up there. And he was up there talking about how we were chosen to be part of the Baylor family. And just all this, you know, college hype about your school and getting excited about it. I remember sitting there being like, yes, I've been chosen. I am a Baylor girl. I am so excited about that. And I just felt so special and determined and and all of that and I think about you know an Olympian who gets chosen to be on the Olympic team as well and I just want to say that as believers we have been chosen we've been invited into this family into this elite no I don't know if elite is the right word but just into this opportunity to take the hand of God and to change the world and bring glory to him and others to him and I know that when I was sitting in that room at Baylor, I was inspired to just give my all, to be my best, and to do my best. And I'm sure when Olympians are picked for the Olympic team, they are inspired to give their all and to be their best and to do, to do their best. Their failures are kind of just in the past. What they're focused on is what they've been called to. And mm. so just as moms listening, whatever your life has been like or whatever your life is like now, you've been called to great things. And I just want you to feel that nobility and that awe that you can step into the the amazing things that God has for you. So embrace it, learn about yourself, and maybe head over to elisapolium.com and check out her resources, learn about your personality, get some books, follow some cool people on Instagram, surround yourself with people who are going to make you better. And um Keep listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. I do hope to have you back on sometime, Lisa. I love what you have to share. Thanks for joining us today. It's been such a blessing and honor, Kat. I thank you for allowing me this time to share with these moms. And and I I wholly support what you're saying. The idea that we are chosen, it's biblical. It's true. And and God sees us in a way that we don't often see ourselves. And so I, my, my word um, for our listeners today would be that they would embrace what you just said and remember they're chosen by God um, to be their children's mom and to impact their lives in a way that no one else can. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be perfect. Uh, when those cracks are there, Jesus will shine through. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I think, what we all want for our children is to see Christ and know Him for themselves. And so... Uh, that's that's an opportunity before all of us. Absolutely. So I, I thank you for having me on. I look forward to coming back. Yay. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. 
And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. Gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy.